My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to the cast and creator of The Big Door Prize. The show tells the story of a small town that is forever changed when a mysterious machine appears in the general store, promising to reveal each resident's true life potential. The show is based off of a novel of the same name. So to start us off on what the show is about, here's David West Reed. So basically, first I want to know if you can give me like a quick kind of synopsis for people about, you know, what the show is about. And then my second question is, you were working on the show and kind of like creating it and going through all of like the storylines and things like that. Why was it important for you to kind of examine the human condition as to why some might respond in a certain way to the machine, some might not want to use the machine, and some might not respond at all to the machine, depending on what they get? Well, the Big Door Prize is about a small town where a machine appears in the general store, promising to tell the residents their true life potential for the price of $2. And the series follows what happens when people are told their life potential. It's basically about an entire town going through a midlife crisis as people change jobs, relationships, change their sense of selves, and what happens as a result. So I was drawn to the book, which is the source material, because it has this great mix of comedy and pathos, and it asks big questions. And I love comedy that are the comedies that are really about something and about the human condition. And I also love comedies that come from a place of deep anxiety and existential dread, <laughs> which the show does. You know. It was really fun to get into a writer's room with a very talented group of people and think about all the different things you might get on a card, all the different versions of receiving your life potential and what that would do to people and how they would react as a result. And I love that I started laughing because the machine, you have to scan your hands and put in your social security number. And I was like, well, that's safe. And (laughs) and all these people, and I found it so interesting that all these people were so willing to do it just to see what this potential would be. So I thought that was another interesting aspect to it that we're willing as a society in a way to kind of give up anything to try to find out what our purpose is. So was that intentional that you guys added in as part of the machine? Yeah, I think in our machine design, I found it funny that people would have to give up their social security number and fingerprints just to get this card. And it feels like a reflection of the modern world where we're constantly sacrificing privacy and security to get whatever it is we think we need to be happy. With the comedy and how dark it could go but it's so funny and so relatable and I love you know specifically Chris's character and kind of the downfall spiral of his obsession so with all of that how do you mix the balance between keeping it super funny but also keeping that human and heart aspect to it because it's so relatable I think the key is the cast you need a cast that can keep these characters grounded so that you care about them because if you care about them then you can take these big comedic swings and these big dramatic swings and they always feel like a real person so this cast is full of exceptional individuals who know how to balance that tone expertly i want to ask you really quickly though would you use the machine yes yes okay (laughs) that's my quick answer (laughs) up next are two of the main stars chris o'dowd and gabrielle dennis So I wanted to ask both of you, if there was a machine and you guys had the option of, you know, getting a card, what would be the worst card you could get? And what would be the best card you could get? There's a good one in the show that would be pretty awful. Undertaker? Oh, yeah. Undertaker. (laughs) Embalmer. Yeah. Serial killer. Broke. In debt. (laughs) President of the United States. Who wants that job? No. (laughs) 
And then like, what would be the best? Would it be like what your characters got? Or would you want something better than what your characters got? I think mine got a good one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You see, I'm very much an anti-monarchist. <laughs> So I think I would go for an uh, ice cream taster uh, if I could get anything Ooh. on a car. I feel like I could really dedicate my life to something like that. Yeah, I would like Smile Maker. Oh. Like a Smile Maker. Something that brings jewelry. That kind of sounds like you've got a dental practice. That could be that too. And that's the thing. That's the whole confusion about interpreting everything. Who knows? Yeah. I wanted to know too, and this leads perfectly into my next question. For the both of you, both of your characters, extremely different responses. One is royalty and one kind of gets the same what he's already doing. Yeah. Right? I was laughing but a whistler and a teacher. <laughs> do you know what's so um, funny is we went, we went to the, what do you call it, the premiere the other day and there is a moment when he pulls out his car. I bust out laughing. And everybody was laughing. <laughs> and, <what's, laughs> and I was laughing. But when I was, what do you call it, uh, performing it, it didn't feel like a funny no, moment no, no, at no. all. But of course then when you see it in the edit, it's such a build up and it's like, what? <laughs> Uh, but he's devastated. He's de- I suppose he's devastated by the idea that he's got nowhere left to go. How would your characters respond, do you think, over the course of the season to the fact that, you know, it's very interesting that maybe what your destiny is what you're doing and maybe what your destiny could be interpreted like for, for you, Gabrielle, royalty as in something else and just make things better. So what do you think we're going to see as they kind of deal with what came out of the machine over the course of the season. Well, I think you're going to see them individually trying to interpret what these cards mean, but then collectively, what does that mean for their union? What does that mean for their relationship, for this family that we found in episode one, happy, seemingly, you know, smiles and celebrating his 40th birthday. Where does the table turn there, right? And not only with our characters, but every character on the show, it's really about interpreting what those cards mean. They could be mm-hmm. a run a gamut of things. I know if I pulled a card in real life, I would be so confused, even if it was super clear, seemingly super because I would feel like it can't be that easy. So uh, I think the, the people figuring out what that is is very fun. Yes. And I think for Dusty, it's so specific, unfairly specific, I think, that he has no choice but to believe it in some regard because he wants to be a cynic. The reality has been thrust in front of him and he simply can't get out of the way. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast of the Big Door Prize talk about the show and kind of what we could expect a little bit about the machine and what might go on this season. The Big Door Prize will premiere globally on Wednesday, March March 29th, followed by one new episode weekly every Wednesday through to May 17th exclusively on Apple TV Plus. So make sure you go and check it out. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.